Hello and welcome to Growing Through Dance, the podcast for dancers, parents of dancers, would-be dancers, in fact anyone with an interest in moving, fitness, expressing themselves through body language and generally enjoying life. When I first started my dance school, Siren Sister Creative Dance Academy, in 1997, every one of my pupils took ballet class. The school was divided by the grades and levels of ballet attainment, even though we also offered tap, modern theatre, jazz, some basic contemporary and creative choreography classes. I had learnt and danced ballet from a toddler and it had become second nature to me. Along with that heritage, I had a lot of skills that had been honed by repetition, wrapped up in a never-ending, original and very stimulating exercise combinations. As well as strong legs, a good core and soft flowing arms and a head which expressed musicality in my dancing, I developed strength, stamina and endurance in my muscles which I constantly used. Fast forward 24 years, and an article I saw on social media caught my attention. Ballet, we are told, is good for our muscles and our skeleton. It also provides a sense of control over our bodies, teaching a discipline that gives confidence in moving the body, which can be picked out in any crowd of school children. So why are we hearing from freelance teachers that so many performing arts colleges and a few dance schools are limiting, or worse still, removing ballet from their curriculum? As a teacher of pupils from toddlers to pre-vocational adults, I am totally sold on the advantages of ballet to the would-be professional. I am also certain of the positive results of teaching and enabling greater dance choices to be established by dancers learning ballet. As a ballet teacher, I've always tried to facilitate every pupil to use this skill to their personal advantage. In this bonus episode, I'm very lucky to be joined by Jackie Richards of JR Classical to discuss the question of ballet use in dance training at all levels. Why should every performer learn ballet? Why should you start your child off with ballet lessons? Let's find out. So good morning, Jackie. Thank you very much for coming to join me this morning. morning. Good morning. I have with me this morning Jackie Richards, who is of JR Classical, which is a ballet-based syllabus. So we've just been discussing about ballet and who ought to be learning ballet. And particularly, we're both very interested in what performers should do with their ballet training. So Jackie, would you like to give us your take on why every performer should learn ballet? Um, my take really starts sort of in that, that three-year training at college. And I think that ballet offers so much to an individual. So whether you end up going into being a performer in musical theatre or even acting, if you look at a lot of actors and actresses, they, they started in a dance class. And I think from that point of view, ballet gives you fundamentals of movement and it gives you fundamentals of posture. And physically, I think that can be aesthetic your posture is good, you look at your best aesthetically when that body is trained and toned and can move in, in a good way, in a positive way. So that's where I would be coming from. Ballet, for me, gives those things. So regardless of your overall physique, your size, your particular shape, regardless of that, overall ballet gives you that confidence and that aesthetic look to whatever your body may be. This, of course, is really essential, I think, for most performers 
whether they are going to use that aesthetic posturally or whether yeah. they're going to characterize themselves into some other shape and, and some other being almost mm-hmm. I think it's really essential isn't yeah. it for that I think, for, uh, sorry, I think for a lot of performers, it's the unseen. So to the untrained eye, to the audience's eye, someone can walk on a stage and stand out and do nothing. And they don't know why that person stands out. They don't need to know why. It's an aura. It's a sense of self that I think can be really well taught through ballet. Absolutely. Recently, I've had a young lady on the podcast who one of the things she was talking about was the using her ability in the ensemble in the musical and Mm -hmm. saying how much she enjoyed when she goes to the theatre, watching the person at the back of the ensemble who actually, of course, has no words, has very little interaction initially, but is just doing something which holds the story together. Exactly. And that is the sort of thing we're almost talking about here, isn't it? That it is that confidence in movement, which... It is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what is your thoughts about um, vocational training, where ballet should fit into that? You know, whether we're talking about vocational training just for a dancer or whether Mm -hmm. we're talking about vocational training for the actor. Okay. I... I think initially you need a good basic standard so you don't need to be able to perform ballet as a classical student would you don't need to be able to perform ballet as a contemporary student might use ballet within their training but you do need to have the basis the things like you know whether we can kick whether we can leap whether we can balance, whether we can jump, whether we can turn. In addition to all the musical, all the artistry, you will have those very, very basic skills. And I think what we do and what people undervalue is how much effort it goes into getting those basic skills. Because until you've done it, you know, until you've tried a ballet class, until you've gone to vocational college, maybe without much ballet background, and you're put in that class situation, then you realise how many hours of repetition and how many hours it takes to get those very, very basic skills into your body memory. So we're not talking about grand jetés. We're not talking about fouetté turns. We're talking about very, very basic skills and valuing how much time it takes to achieve those. There isn't one way to dance the steps. So even within one genre, you know, a jazz part de beret and a ballet part de beret are different, but they're still a part de beret. It's still a transference of weight. It's still a method of going from one step into another step. The standard that you do it at will depend on the course you're going on. If you're specifically going in to want to be in a ballet company, it's going to be very different to somebody wanting to go and be in an ensemble in a musical theatre company. I think with the colleges, the, the worry that it may become less important is more than ballet. It's the discipline, it's the fitness, it's the strength. So it's somebody learning to understand their own body. It's the aesthetics. It's whether their limbs have line when they move. It's the physical skills, the strength, the control, the flexibility, which you can get in a Pilates class. But I think what what we don't realise, the standard of performance is so high if you're an athlete or a dancer or a ballet dancer or any sort of performer 
people are going beyond and still on top of their training doing Pilates and spending hours in the gym. Yeah. So I don't think it replaces it. No. Um, no. And I think that is the argument of some colleges that, well, they, they don't really like ballet. They're not keen on it. It's hard work. So we'll try and find another method of replacing it. And I don't think those methods do replace it. No. It's, it's very different, very, very different. I know um, in, my, um, in my own school, I use the progressing ballet technique. Yeah. And I've used that as an add-on. Mm. It, it just, it does lots of wonderful things if it's done well. Yeah. And if it's done correctly, it could never be a replacement. And certainly I know it, it, within the last, I'd say maybe in the last five years, it's starting to change in colleges that people, some colleges don't do as much ballet as they used to. Mm -hmm. I know of, of past students who went to colleges maybe 10 years ago. They were in there at quarter past eight every morning doing their ballet class five days a mm -hmm. week, even mm -hmm. though they were on musical theatre. So, yeah, yeah, it is a, a big sort of worry, I feel, that they're not doing enough. Is there anything we can say to a college or to people planning these courses which would persuade? Yeah, I, I th every college is different. And I think that's good because the more variety in colleges, um, the more environments there are for our students to find the right place for them to train. Right. So, so, yeah. Yeah. so that's good. Yeah. I think what the colleges need to realise is that they have those students for three years. So the first thing that I would say is if I send a student to a college to do musical theatre and they've come from your normal, say normal, sort of dance school that's within the community, they will have been doing ballet probably for 10 to 11 years. Yeah. So that student or that college audition, that student looking at a student who has studied and they presumably accept them on that basis has included ballet training. So if they're going to take them on and then take that ballet training out, it's going to deteriorate. Mm, Do you yeah. know what I mean? So if I'm looking at someone at 16 who's done ballet for 10 years, oh, I think you're very good. I'll take you on. But for the next three years, when I've got you full time, I'm actually going to drop one of the most important physical training processes we have. You're not going to get the best out of that student. No. So the colleges have a responsibility to equip dancers. One of the most important skills they can have is versatility. So you've got to be a versatile performer. So if you are going to drop ballet, are you then going to start to go down that road of, oh, well, they, you know, do we really need tap? Do we really need jazz? Of course you're not. So all those, mm. all those components make a whole dancer. And we know that when students come out of college, they have no idea where their career is going to go. They have no, no idea what musical they're going to be in, what company they're going to go in. The musicals have such variety in that I think if you're doing a three-year course that tells someone that go and perform professionally, you have to include everything that you possibly can. And mm -hmm. um, ballet is one of those things. I'm not saying it's the most important, but it, it has to be there. It is quite high on the importance list, though, for what we've already said, isn't it? Yes. It's, yeah. Uh, it is going to give that rounded performer very much so. I think sometimes you do hear students saying, though, oh, but I, I don't enjoy ballet. Um, mm. And it is perhaps the thing that one of the things in life is we have to do things we don't always enjoy, don't we? Exactly, it? exactly. And I think, end. yeah, 
I mean, the colleges can look at how, how are they presenting ballet within their college? Because, you know, you don't need to do point work. You don't need to probably work much above an intermediate level, which is a pretty basic level for a full-time student. So if you're coming out with a reasonable inter intermediate level sort of standard of work, I think that's going to be adequate. We then need to look at the cross and the skill training. So things like spotting and transferring your weight easily are not specific to classical ballet. They're in all forms of dance. So how are you presenting it to the students? Are you presenting it to them as something that is worthwhile? If you're a musical theatre student, you're not very confident. You go into ballet class, you go to the back, you know, and you get out as quickly as you can at the end of the <laughs> lesson. And I think that ballet teachers need to look at that as well. Yeah. I don't think as ballet teachers, maybe, this is a maybe, maybe the very best ballet teachers only want to work with the very best ballet students. So then teachers need to look at themselves and colleges need to look at the teachers that they're employing to teach ballet because a good ballet teacher will be looking at it as to how is it going to help this student mm. how is it how is it going to work for this particular student and if they value that that student's effort it becomes a two-way process doesn't it whereas mm-hmm. you know I've, I've been in ballet classes where you think half the class are ignored because of the three really good ballet dancers that are yes. in that class yes. that's wrong so the colleges mm. need to take a look at that as well mm. how am I presenting it to my students as something that is valuable that they will all benefit from doing. And if they don't see that happening, I know they'll specialise as you may be getting second and third year. If they're not seeing that happen in the first year, they need to be seeing that happening. They need to go into class and, and look at the students who aren't engaging and then finding out why they're not engaging. Because it, it, it really is important. And we need to reward the efforts of those who are giving 100%. Because they will get the physical benefit, but only if they get to that level. We've got to get them to that level. So I think by the end of the first year, you know, let them find something. There must be something in ballet that they can relate to. There must, you know, it might not be everything about ballet, but maybe they're good jumpers. Maybe they're good turners. Find it and then use that as your your sort of character dangle, really. Mm. That's, that's what I would be doing in college. Excellent. No, that, that sounds very sensible. Very much one of the things you just said, that training. I think it also has to be the best it can be for every single student. Yeah, definitely. College and not for, as you say, the old-fashioned idea of the elitist view. Yeah. Thank you, Jackie, for talking to me today. It's been most enlightening. I hope it will give everybody a little bit of food for thought. We will be hearing from Jackie Richards again later on in the podcast series. Thank you for listening today. If you've enjoyed the discussion, then please don't forget to subscribe, follow or review and let me know what you'd like to hear about. You can get hold of me via my Instagram, which is at growingthroughdancepod or you can email me on info at growingthroughdance.com. If you think you have something you'd like to provide to the conversation, then please don't hold back. Let me know and let's have you on here talking about dance. 